You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. Let's have a look at a piece of data coming out of the South African economy, and it's a good piece of data. We've had quite a few of them recently, but this one is the Business Confidence Index. After crashing to an all-time low of five, yes, five, at the height of the COVID-19-induced lockdown in the second quarter, the RMB, Bureau for Economic Research, Business Confidence Index, or BCI, increased notably further from 24 in the third quarter to 40 in the fourth quarter, which is a welcome surprise, this report says, But regardless of the improvement in sentiment, questions remain about its sustainability. With me is Etienne Leroux, the author of this piece, who's the chief economist at RMB. 24 to 40 is huge. I was never very good at maths. But if you take 40 minus 24, that's 16, divide it by 24, there's probably about a a 65, 70% increase in in the BCI, Etienne. It's a really good performance. Yeah, it is. It is a very strong increase. And obviously, it's now been for two quarters because, as you rightly point out, we began in the second quarter with the level only at five. So it is it is definitely um, encouraging. Um, but then I must be very quick to add um, that we are cautiously optimistic, I must say. It is almost as if the the increase or improvement in confidence has been perhaps a little bit too much Um Particularly if you look at some of the underlying data, um, we do get the impression, however, that the increase in confidence is more than that warranted, for example, by the improvement in activity for many of our sectors. So I think that is just an important point to make. Yes, an important point to make as well is that the fourth quarter survey was conducted between October the 5th and the 16th of November. It covered 1,800 executives spread across the building, manufacturing, retail, wholesale and motor trade sectors. So it's people saying, thank goodness there's a vaccine. Thank goodness it looks as though there might be a a political change in certain countries. And 2021 is almost upon us and we can look back at 2020 with a good deal of disdain and, and wave it goodbye. So maybe there's that fact as well. But nonetheless, what are the details? Because all five, I think, sectors were increased and increased very noticeably. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and I think that is, um, that is exactly right. So confidence went up in all five of the sectors making up the headline index. Um, the increases were particularly pronounced in those sectors that are consumer facing. So retailers, wholesalers, new vehicle dealers, they certainly seem to be much more upbeat now than a quarter or so um, ago. Um, what is a bit concerning is the fact that, um, yes, confidence improved among building contractors and manufacturers, but in level terms, these are the laggards. These are the two sectors that are still um, having a lot of catch-up to do relative to retailers and so forth. And, and that is a bit concerning because, remember, these are the two sectors that are linked to the supply side of the economy. These are the sectors that have the potential to create a lot of jobs um, and generate a lot of fixed investment and so on and so forth. And that's clearly not the case here. So um, this um, 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 is important detail just to highlight. Also think, Lindsay, just to to add to the point um, that you highlighted in your intro, talking about questions remaining about the sustainability here. The issue is important to the extent that, you know, confidence is now at 40, which is up dramatically. Um, and it is much higher than, for example, the average of 25 index points 
throughout the whole of 2019. Yes. But I think we all agree that economic conditions this year is much worse than last year, and yet confidence is higher. So once again, I think it talks it talks about the fact that um, I think many of our respondents, those that have survived, have been so relieved just to have survived the trauma of COVID-19. And then if you add to that um, the feeling that, that have come with the economy ha- having bounced back in the second half as if restriction, uh, when restrictions have been relaxed, you put the two together, you know, I almost get the sense that confidence has been boosted uh, above and beyond what you can justify by looking activity indicators, for example. Um, and I think that's important context. I think it's a very important point that you've just made because it's a, it's almost like it's a relief rally. People are saying, yes. well, it's, yes. we've probably seen the worst and therefore when I fill in the form for the, the BCI index, I'm going to be feeling pretty fizzy about what's what might happen in the future. But on the other hand, it's simply because you're so pleased that the worst might be over worst and it may be unrealistic. And, and you might come back to your desk in 2021 if you do have still have a desk and say, yes, it's looking better than it was six months ago. But on the other hand, I've now got to get on with 2021 and let's see what happens. So it, 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 it's a bit spiky, if you ask me. Correct. I think that's well put. Yeah. What else can we say? I mean, the, the supply side and the demand side of the economy are in sort of sharp juxtaposition at the moment because we've got Black Friday coming up tomorrow and we've got Cyber Monday coming up on uh, Monday, I think it is. And in fact, Black Friday has gone into Black Week in many, in, many, in many countries. So will people have saved up their money because they've been sitting at home doing nothing? Not so much in South Africa, but certainly worldwide. And will they go out there and say, that's it, let's start to splurge now uh, just in case Christmas is cancelled in certain areas. Yeah. There's so many different moving parts. Oh, no, absolutely. And I think other moving parts would just simply be to think about, um, you know, uh, here we are talking about confidence among retailers having improved quite dramatically. But the one thing that is striking is that, um, and this is our fear, is that a lot of the, the optimism and the improvement in sales that we have seen in the second half of this year that much of that has actually been driven by what could be temporary factors. You know, the special income support measures from the government, they're not yes. going to last forever. Um, the top-up grants and the TARS grants and unemployment insurance payouts. If, you, if you're not going to get a job in the interim, you're not going to be able to draw UIF forever. Um, and it is that element that adds another layer of complexity to just figure out whether this improvement um, in sales is actually going to last. I think not because I think a lot of this income support is temporary. And I also think to the extent that people have built up financial reserves during lockdown, um, I think um, consumers are also dipping into those reserves now, and they might also run out um, over time. So which brings me back to a very critical point is that, you know, um, if this temporary income support um, um, is not replaced, for example, by another um, um, injection from fiscal and monetary policy stimulus, there's a really good chance um, that what we are seeing now might not last into next year. And, uh, and I think that is that is um, quite an important um, consideration as well. And then, of course, the one thing that, that worries us greatly is the fact that many people have lost their work um, in the second quarter, and the absorption rate of the economy in the third quarter has been very, very low. Um, in other words, only a fraction of the people 
that have lost their work in the second quarter actually managed to be rehired. And that is concerning because it means that there's still a lot of income that has now been lost. And when you have to think, for example, about the retail sector and consumer spending um, over the medium to longer term. That's a very interesting couple of points you've made there as well, Etienne. When you walk along a street in Europe, which has been harder hit than South Africa has by the fact that people have been locked down on one, two, three, sometimes four occasions in the last eight or nine months, some shops just can't, just haven't been able to survive. So they're all boarded up now. Not so much in South Africa, but on the other hand, on the supply side of the economy in South Africa, do you think there are certain companies? Companies that would say, well, because of what has happened in the last eight, nine months, we are not going to rehire you. I'm not using it as an excuse because that's an unkind way to push it, yes. but uh, not yeah. needing these people to come back. That's a, that is a, an important point um, because I think what is happening here is that corporates on Africa, in many respects, obviously being hit by COVID 19, is using this also as an exercise to relook at their business models. Exactly. They have to. Yeah. Top top line growth is on a significant pressure and you have to relook at your model. And you are doing all sorts of rational things. You're cutting back on costs, you're becoming more efficient, you're closing low growth divisions and departments, you restructure, you do whatever you can in order to survive. And the fact of the matter is that you also make significant adjustments to your payroll. So there's definitely an element of a lot of people having lost their work having been temporary and they will be rehired. But I'm also, um, um, you know, sad to say that a lot of companies have come to the realization through the COVID crisis that they might actually um, not necessarily need everyone to do and to deliver the same output. And it's the net effect of those forces that's going to determine what is going to happen to employment over the medium to long term. Um, Lindsay? Yes, I think you're absolutely right. It says uh, your bottom line, which is uh, several paragraphs, because obviously there's so much to summarize here, but the first sentence says the following. Although the surge in business confidence is encouraging, it only signifies an economy that's out of intensive care and not out of high care. And there's so many analogies you can make now with someone who's gone in with COVID and uh, had to be put on a ventilator and has now come out. But maybe they've got long-term COVID and have to learn how to walk again and how to uh, do all sorts of things, the capacity for which has been reduced by COVID. So, yeah, it's an interesting analogy. But Etienne, as always, you've summarised the whole thing very beautifully. That's Etienne Leroux, the Chief Economist at RMB, talking about the BCI, the Business Confidence Index. The views and opinions expressed in these podcasts are those of Lindsay Williams and various contributors and do not reflect the policy, position or opinion of any other agency, organization, employer or company associated with strictlybusinesspodcast.com. Assumptions made on the analyses are not reflective of the position of any other entity other than the speaker or the author. And since we are critically thinking human beings, these views are always subject to change, revision and rethinking at any time. Please do not hold us to them in perpetuity.